0: Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome to the 40th episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is my pleasure to be your tour guide as we break down and discuss this weekend's most exciting games taking place from Thursday to Sunday. That's right, Patrick. And for those who don't know who I am, too little, too late,
1: baby. My name is Andre Ramirez, and I am your money-making mother machine. I've got three beautiful pigs lined up to make that extra cheddar for the weekend. And don't forget today's theme. I, I would, would if I was you, you but I, I wouldn't.
0: wouldn't. We have a great show lined up. We are sitting here live in the living room watching the Lakers defeat the 76ers. Thank you, Jesus. The Lakers get the W. We have a special guest on the phone. He has been on the show the last two weeks great to have them back we also have like Andres said money making bets scumbags of the night all that good stuff we're going to get into it after a quick message from our sponsor last week there was a major headlines being created and Andres and myself captured everything that you would need to know with three clever headlines we also have my cousin on the phone michael from last week Um, Michael, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Michael. Again, welcome back to the show. Welcome to the living room.
0: And if you, um, if you guys listened to the show last week, you would have heard Michael's full on like interview, his explanation of how everything went in Mexico and then how everything was going to be for this upcoming week. And He's a huge LAFC fan and, um, he got a chance to go to Thursday's game and he got a chance to go to Sunday's game. He also made a little bit of, um, I guess you can say, an appearance on ESPN for the UK, right, Andres? Yeah,
1: yeah he did. And uh, he got his 15 minutes of fame. It was all over the Instagram and, and all over the world shouting and giving uh, David Beckham some trash. Not him, but him and the supporters. I'll let him explain that story to you guys later. But it's great. Good to have you back here, Michael. And I can't wait for you to, to give us your insight on the upcoming games.
2: No, of course. Thank you guys for having me as always. It's a pleasure.
0: So please explain the headline that we created, You Look Lonely.
2: So the uh, You Look Lonely headline, and thank you for creating that, um, is actually a chant that we gave to David Beckham uh, when we first arrived into the stadium. Um, I know on the social media, on the ESPN UK page, uh, I think there was another big uh, Spanish Instagram page. Um, there is the caption says that we were kind of trolling David Beckham after the game. Um, this was kind of before the game. We all got into the stadium. Um, we're all setting up, uh, you know, the north end or flags. The, the drummers are getting set up and everything. And then we kind of looked up the top right. We kind of saw David Beckham in his suite there. Uh, to me, it, it maybe seemed like maybe he was just kind of embracing the moment before we all got on there. You know, he saw an empty stadium, you know, the empty soccer field. Uh, so maybe he was going to some pregame ritual, but uh, we decided just to kind of ruin the moment for him. Uh, the drums started rolling and uh, we started chanting, uh, you look lonely. He was literally up there by himself.
1: <laughs> and on the video response, uh, he it, he did acknowledge it. He did laugh at it. He shook his head and like someone, all right, you got me, guys. Um, at, at what point did you think that A, he was either going to respond to you guys and or B, how long did you want to continue him making you feel like crap like that?
2: Um, I wanted to probably say that chanting probably went on for about a minute or so. Um, and then, uh, you know, he kind of put his hands up and he kind of saw what we were kind of doing and <laughs> kind of teasing him. Uh, but then, that, honestly, and then after the whole drum beat ended, we all clapped, we all cheered, we all bowed to him. Yeah. Um, he stood up, he acknowledged that we were appreciative of him being there.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for explaining that. And now, the actual game itself on, on Thursday and then on Sunday. So Andres says, you know, we got to tie in. You look lonely because of what happened with your cousin yelling at at David Beckham. And then LAFC is actually, you know, they're they're doing well all alone, cruising. What do you think about their play for basically to open up the year? I mean, well,
2: Thursday was a big game for us. Um, You know, we had, I mean, it was kind of do or die. We had to get three goals. Um, We do put up a lot of goals when we do play at the bank. Um, so we actually did make that happen. Um, the intensity was pretty crazy there. Uh, but of course, the, the boys brought it home and now we're, we're moving on and we're playing Cruz Azul. Uh, we have them at home next Thursday and then we go out to Mexico City the following week. Um, so of course, they'll be a, a, a tough team. Um, and then it, once again, it was just a short game of Friday, uh, sc- excuse me, a short week uh, Friday, Saturday off. Um, and then we were back at it a Sunday. Uh, game was at 2.30 is PM, prime time. Personally, I didn't get a chance to uh, watch the replay yet. Um, that's something that I do like to do a couple of days after the game, is kind of just sit down and kind of see how everything went. Um, of course, our very own Carlos Vela scored hit the one and only goal on his on his birthday. Um, so we were all excited for that. Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, from what we could see, I mean, it was a good game. Um, Inter-Miami, I mean, they, they, they do look good on the field. Um, their goalie, um, their captain, I, I mean, he played very well. I don't know if you saw the goal, but, uh, I mean, he barely missed it. Um, by inches, but uh, that's the way the game's played.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, look, congrats on the both victories. One, getting out of the conga cuff hole that you guys had dug yourselves into, uh, coming out 3-0 on that game. It should have been 7-0, honestly. Um, I'm surprised you guys missed so many chances. And then what a great way to start the season for MLS uh, with that Supporters Shield and, you know, taking care of business at home, going 1-0 in front of David Beckham. I think that's great for you guys. I love it. I want to see what you guys do in the next round for Conca Cuff. Um, yeah, you're right. The goalie for for Inter Miami was actually really, really well, and it was actually really great. But you guys look lonely at the top, as you guys should. You guys are the number one dogs. You got the targets on your back. I'm really looking forward to you guys and, and literally what you guys do on Thursday, Mike. I might go to that game on Thursday. So I know you're going to be there, and if I'm there, I can't wait the, to on I'm, the 12th, right? Yeah, against uh, Cruz Azul. I think that's a big game for you guys, and I, I look. Ex- I'm looking forward to that. So I'm sure we'll have you on there before that game so we get your insight on that.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be waiting for that.
0: Hey, you know what I like? I like how you go back and watch the game again because you were um, probably like a little preoccupied too throughout the game, right?
2: Yeah, so um, I mean, Andres has been in there before, but I mean, I'll I'll be very frank with you guys. I mean, uh, or with you, Pat. uh, I don't think you've had experience the north end, but I mean, when we're when we're there in the north end, you're you're waving flags, you're chanting, you're standing on poles, you're hyping everybody up. You really don't see what's going on in the game to be to be honest with you. You don't have traditional seats. You're not sitting down. You can't see the different play by play stuff. So it's very hard to to just totally pay attention, Um, but that's not what I'm there for. I'm there to support, you know, our black and gold team. And we were supporting there for 90 plus minutes. Um, So I'll definitely watch the game at a later time. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's awesome. You have the best of both worlds and like, honestly, like seeing your guys' pictures and seeing the videos and everything. um, It's, it's being talked about for sure across the country. And it's something that uh, the whole city can get behind. So keep up the good work and please keep um, inviting the guests that you bring to go into the visitor section with you guys. And uh, the second headline is who let the dogs out because this past Saturday it was leap year. So we had yeah. one extra day, yeah. one extra day and this extra day was fully enjoyed by the sports fans of America and college basketball. Andres, please explain who let the dogs out. Look, The leap year was a tease for March Madness, and that's
1: what happened. We saw a ton of underdogs, teams that shouldn't even be mentioned or getting out on top and winning. But we had seven top 25 teams lose on Saturday. Missed them off. Number two, Baylor. Number seven, Duke. Number eight, Florida State University. Number nine, Maryland. Number 11, um, who was 11? Sorry, number 12, West Virginia. Number 20, Texas Tech. Um, 11, was,
0: doesn't right doesn't 11, fa- matters, 11 doesn't matter right now. The fact of the matter is seven top 25 teams sure. went down. And it's March Madness. March Madness started because technically it should have been March, but it was a leap year. Yep. So who let the dogs out? If you have not been paying attention to college basketball, please start doing so now. There is no more football for, um, to be watched. There is the XFL. But on the weekends, there's a lot of college basketball. Start watching now. Now, the last headline we can also discuss with um, my cousin, Michael, is called Make Baseball Great Again. I am going to kind of set up why we chose Make Baseball Great Again as the third headline. And basically, baseball has been getting a little bit more um, involvement. There's been a little bit more involvement from the player side. They've been showcasing the personalities a little bit more. Uh, During the last All-Star Game, they had a microphone in the players' ears. They were interviewing them while they were trying to catch the fly balls. They were interviewing them while they were batting. So it's spring training going on right now in Major League Baseball. So the Chicago Cubs, a couple of their star players, Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant, were interviewed today while they were trying to bat. And um, let's all go around and talk about what we think about the players being interviewed, starting with Andres, and then we'll go to you, Mike. I I think it's great, Pat. I think it's nice to bring it around. I'd like to see it happen throughout the year.
1: I think they need to have, they need to make baseball fun again. And especially with all the backlash with the Astros and the Red Sox and championships uh, you know, no punishments on things. And the commissioner calling the trophy a piece of uh, piece of metal. <laughs> it's all negative, but I think it's great that they're trying to incorporate fun again. Cool that you're doing it for the, for spring training because it's, you know, meaningless games. And, and I know they did that in the all-star game last year, but I kind of want to see it in the long run. Let me see this during the game. Let me see this during a playoff game or wild card contention. Let me see what, our pitchers or batters are are thinking about while they're up at the plate when it's a big game. I want to see it. I wouldn't be opposed to it if that were to happen, but let's do it. Let me see what Trout has to say. Or I want to see some F. Here's some F bombs because they <laughs> missed a the pitch.
0: So, Mike, if you go to a Dodgers game and they're playing the Giants and you paid money to get in, and Cody Bellinger is getting interviewed while he's batting with runners on second and third, and he like struck out or something, would you be upset? Yes or no?
2: Uh, Patrick, I would be pissed off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, call me old-fashioned. Um, this is uh, America's greatest pastime is baseball. Um, I mean, we just need to keep it traditional. We don't need to change anything. Um, I mean, of course, we both we all grew up with the Dodgers. Uh, traditional Vince Goley, let him tell the story. Let the announcers tell the stories. Of course, if there's a primetime game, Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN, yeah, let Alex Rodriguez uh, get his microphone and get the earpieces into Clayton Kershaw in the dugout. Let him maybe talk to Cody Ballinger in the dugout if, he, if he's not playing that game, but... Literally in the game on the field in the batter's <laughs> box. Let's nah. Let, let's keep that away. I do like the microphones during the off star game during the home run derby. That's kind of a different scenario. Yeah. Um. That's actually you know a little bit more fun. Uh. But when it comes down to regular CM playoffs, I'm going polar opposites with Andre from that.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Is like these guys are trying to make plays. I don't want them to be interviewed. I don't want them to be distracted. And, I mean, getting interviewed in the dugout is. Is really fun. Like it's good to see that. It's good to see the coaches get interviewed. But um, there's there's just big things at stake, especially if you're a Dodgers fan because we haven't won in 32 years. So we want just nothing but peace and quiet while we're playing. I I agree with I agree with you, Michael. And then I also agree with Andres in the sense that you can maybe do it. Um, I think the players should choose. Like, hey, there's a lot going on right now. I'm going to decline this but maybe next inning I'll be able to do it or next time I'll be able to do it when there's not, maybe there's nobody on base or I, I don't know. I just think that it's, it's a good starting point, but it does need to be tweaked a little bit. Are you guys ready to play Pepper? Andres, are you ready to play Pepper? Always ready, Pep. Mike, are you ready to play Pepper? All right, so uh, Michael's been a long-time listener, as mentioned. He knows exactly how Pepper's played. We pepper around the games that we're going to be watching from Thursday to Sunday. We say who we think is going to win and why. So, Andres, you're going to have to sell me and Michael on this NHL hockey game at 4 o'clock Thursday afternoon. Who's playing? Why should we watch it?
1: Why should you watch it? Again, this is playoff coming down the stretch hockey teams are fighting for spots again to get into that hockey playoffs you got the hurricanes of Carolina versus the Philadelphia Flyers in Philadelphia for those who are completely unaware of hockey the Philadelphia Flyers are a total traditional house name team they've been there the big franchise they know how to fight they're big fighters okay used to, they call them the Philadelphia uh, Flyers bullies they know how to fight this hockey okay you can't get more excited for any other sport than hockey. You see Hmm. fights, you get thrown into a box, you come out, you do it again. You score goals and it's just fast paced. No other sport to watch live than hockey. That's my take on it. But more importantly, coming down the stretch, the Hurricanes are in ninth place. They need to get to that eighth spot to get to the playoffs. The Philadelphia Flyers are in fourth place in the Eastern Division. Eight points is the separation right now. So this is a big game for both teams. The Flyers are on a six-game winning streak. They're phenomenal at home. The Hurricanes are on a three-game losing streak. I'm going with the Philadelphia Flyers at home. I'm taking the home team. Both teams are playoff bound. Oh, well, Carolina's fighting for, for, for a spot. Okay, but there's eight points that separates.
0: I, I As a sports fan, I just want to see two teams that are desperate to win. Or is this going to be that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's perfect. Now, speaking of desperate to win, the 5 p.m. game, Is the game that i'm gonna watch if i get you know a chance to sit down for three hours and watch uh the clippers versus the rockets as a lakers fan i would love to see both these teams lose at the same time (laughs) it's impossible they cannot do that so i want to see the rockets beat the clippers because i want to see the clippers fall further and further back in the standings closer to fifth or sixth place um, Michael, have you been watching any of the Rockets or Clippers games? I know you've been busy lately with soccer, but have you gotten a chance to see, you know, the quote unquote challengers for our Lakers?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Patrick, I actually have. Um, I have been seeing a little bit of, you know, the Clippers play. Um, you know, I have actually and I, I actually been also following the Houston Rockets only because of uh, I mean, I do like Russell Westbrook, and I do like uh, James Harden. So, yeah, I have been following them, and I couldn't agree with you more, Patrick. I just hope you use the Utah Rockets to take down the Clippers.
0: <laughs> Andres, what do you think about that game? What
1: do you I, got? Look, it's really super fun. I'm like, super excited to watch it. You have Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers with George. I, yeah, you've got Harden and, and Westbrook. I'm taking the Clippers. Mm. I, I've, I saw Kawhi play earlier this year. The guy's phenomenal. He's He did things that I didn't think that's been a long time for me to see in person. And on top of that, the Rockets just lost to the Knicks. When you lose to the Knicks, I Knicks. look that's it's it's signs of bad times.
0: So yeah. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the, the hotter team, I'm gonna take the Clippers to beat the Rockets at home. We will definitely talk about that Knicks and Rockets game later on in the show. Now moving on to Friday's games. Andres picked his game of the night, is still the NBA. 5 p.m. the Miami Heat versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion is at home. On a Friday night in the Big Easy, it's going to be cracking. It's going to be popping. It's
1: who, absolutely going to be popping.
0: Who do you have winning, on dress? Confirm. Uh, I'm taking New
1: Orleans mm-hmm. because I love Zion. I saw him play at Duke. I think he's a one out of a 1,000 players that only comes once in a lifetime. He's that great and he's that good. And he's putting up numbers as a rookie that hasn't been seen since Jordan, since Iverson. You know, all the greats and... He he has a chance. of. They have a chance, not just him, but the team themselves has a chance to make the playoffs as an eight seed right now. And this is a big game to beat the Heat, to show up Butler at home. So I like Pelicans at home. That's my take on it. I just think Zion is a different beast.
0: My dad said, hey, Pat, who is this uh, Zion guy in the NBA? And I said, well, Dad, um, he's a rookie. He went to Duke and he is stronger than anybody out there and he can dunk on anybody whenever he wants. And my dad says, so he's like, Shaq? And I was like, you know, and it's funny that my dad said that because he doesn't really watch the NBA, but like the, the, the casual fan, when they hear the way Zion's described, they automatically associate him to something like that. So to touch on what you said about he's doing things people haven't done and this and that, I mean, you're absolutely correct. This is a great way to start your Friday night to get you ready for my game. 7.30 is uh, the Milwaukee Bucks in first place of the East, taking on the Los Angeles Lakers in first place of the West. Michael, are you gonna be able to watch this game on Friday?
2: I will be able to watch this game, Patrick, yes.
0: Do you think that we're gonna contain Giannis?
2: Um, in all honesty, um, I would want to say yes, but I don't think so, man. This guy—I mean, they don't call him Greek defeat for no reason, yeah. so it's gonna be tough.
0: <laughs> Do you think the Lakers win? <laughs> I mean, right
2: now, I think I think uh, Greek defeat what he's averaging about twenty points a game right now. I mean, I mean, it all depends. I mean, uh, I, I think we just have to look at, at the lineup. We have to make sure all of our guys are healthy and that all of them are in. Uh, I know Anthony Davis is kind of battling that little knee a- injury right now, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if, if we're all at full health, uh, I think we can.
0: Okay, because I'm with you on that one with the hopes and prayers. It would be a bad look um, to have already lost to the Clippers twice. And then the last time they played the Bucks, you know, they lost by like pretty much 20 points. If they were to lose these games, um, you know, we can sit and talk about our good record all we want. But in the back of our minds, in the bottom of our hearts, we would know what the real truth is. Andres, I know you have some stats. Give me. Okay, just say yes or no. You think the Bucs are gonna win?
1: Uh no, actually I was thinking the Lakers are gonna win. Okay, well actually, shit. Tell me what tell me what's I going on. Think, look, look, it's a primetime game. And whenever I see LeBron for prime time, he goes off. I've seen Giannis in primetime, and he doesn't defend what he needs to show. Like it's just that's just who he is. He's not he's not a killer. I don't think the Bucks are that strong. I know that they're the first place on wow. the East. They're they have the best record in, in all the NBA right now. Blah 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 blah. When you compare to like LeBron and the veteranship of that team, I think separates him from Giannis. I think that's the biggest thing that Giannis has yet to do, or you know, to express and show. I think that that happens with time, or he gets the hell out of Milwaukee. But aside from that, I think prime time LeBron wins at home. That's that's my take on it.
0: I'm surprised with Michael's answer. I'm surprised with your answer. You guys both went the opposite way that I thought. So this is great. I'm glad we're all getting to talk about it. Now that's the end of the Friday games, unless you stay up really late on Friday night. I know that last night really late, there was um the cornhole championships were on like at midnight. Yeah, They were, they were on TV. So Have you watched but, that? Anyway. Yes, I've watched it. <laughs> I've been up that late watching sports. So Saturday is 12 twelve fifteen. It's the first game of the day that we're going to be watching. It's a college basketball again. It is a Los Angeles rivalry. Uh, UCLA Bruins versus the USC Trojans. Most people associate this to football. Uh, however, right now, both of these teams have a very good chance to make the Sweet 16 this year. The Bruins started off slow, but they've come back and they've beat some solid programs over the last two weeks to make a point, to be part of the conversation, to make the March Madness tournament. Now, I'm going to start it um, up with you again, Michael, since you're on the phone. Now, I know you root for the Bruins through and through. You've been to so many other sporting events. You love going to the Rose Bowl, and um, I'm not sure if I've ever you know, seen you discuss going to a, a UCLA basketball game, but as a Bruins fan, what do you like what do you think about the rivalry in terms of the basketball team?
2: Well I'm, I'm, I'm glad UCLA first of all was able to turn around their season into what looked like it was going to be just another okay maybe it'll happen again next year because I think we've been going over that from almost maybe 13 years now since the Darren Coss and Kevin Love, uh, Russell Westbrook era, but anyways, yeah. Um, I'm glad we we're able to turn the season around. Um, as far as the rivalry goes, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not going to say because it's basketball, it, it doesn't lower it to any type of standard. I mean, it's still a big game on the line. Um, I mean, and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna help predict on what we can foresee, not just next year, but what's going to happen in the Pac-12 tournament, and also what's how our seeding is going to go uh, when we go into March Madness.
1: True. Look, what what I'm intrigued more than anything else is this is the first time in a long time where we see an SC basketball team play for contention to have a spot in the tournament. Right. The days of O.J. Mayo status. (laughs) Right. And they're also getting the number one recruit in the nation come play for SC next year. USC is 21 and nine for the year. UCLA is 19-11 for the year, and UCLA is in first place in the Pac-12 by a half game over Oregon, and SC is two games back. So these are two big games, key games for USC at home. They need to defend home court. I'm taking the Trojans solely based on the fact that they take care of business at home. You know how I feel about that, Pat. You know how I feel about that, listeners. you got to protect home. USC is 13-2 at home. UCLA is lowly 5 and 4 on the road.
0: Yeah, but UCLA is basically going to be playing at home. Basically or not? The home court still doesn't say UCLA. I, it's, not, it's not a blue and, you know. But I, th- I think with college basketball, the home court has to, a lot to do with the crowd, and I think the crowd's going to be neutralized because it's literally going to be 50 50 yeah it can be so okay well yeah. that's why we're watching this game because yeah. we're looking forward to a great way to start the day and by the way when's the last time you
1: saw this rivalry on primetime tv it's on cbs at 12 15. like this isn't your you know run of the mill like channel nine no this is on cbs nationally broadcast bill raftery yeah exactly
0: yeah, yeah okay i mean it's it's gonna be good now the the night cap for saturday is uh, Major League Soccer, the American League, 7 p.m., Vancouver soccer team coming in from Canada, taking on the LA Galaxy. Obviously, my cousin Michael is a LAFC fan. I'm an LAFC fan, Andres is an LAFC fan. We are talking about this game because Chicharito is making his appearance. If you don't know who that is, Google it, and you (laughs) will see that he is a superstar. Um, He has been very welcomed here in Los Angeles and uh, let's let's start with you again michael um what do you what are your thoughts you were just telling us a few minutes ago um what are your thoughts on chichirito and how is he gonna increase brand awareness for major league soccer and the rivalry that he has on that galaxy has with lafc
2: well um you know i i mean it'd be if i wouldn't be right for me to say that i wasn't you know excited for him to come over here anytime you know now the MLS brings on any big names I mean it, it, it's a win for, for Major League Soccer and it's it growing here in the US um, so I mean with him coming here I mean it it, it it generates more fans Patrick I mean like you said you pull up Google you're going to pull up to Hernandez not only in the Galaxy jersey but in the Mexico national jersey for the past 20 years so this, this guy this kid has has grown up with fans around him that have loyalty not only to just the team that he played for in Mexico and the team that he played for in, in Premier League, but the teams that he. He's, he's been a part of the national team for Mexico, so he's bringing a huge, huge fan base with him when he comes home on Saturday to play um, his first home game with Galaxy. So with him being on the side in Carson, and of course us being in downtown LA with Carlos Vela, um, it does create even that much big of a rivalry between the two big next top dogs right now.
0: That's what Andres was saying. He was talking about the star power from Mexico right here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting
1: for me to see, right, growing up as a soccer fan, growing up as a Mexican national team fan, because the growing up, there was no USA soccer, right? It wasn't as uh, promoted, and you didn't have that. So all there was was Mexican soccer or the Mexican national team, right? The Chivas, the America. It's interesting for me to see, though, um, Chicharito and Vela, as well as Los Santos, three of your biggest names in the Mexican national team come and play for the U.S. Uh, US MLS league. Only because the competition, I don't think is right and fa- is correct for them, for these top three players to be playing in the, in the U.S., they should be tr- playing in Europe. I don't care where, I don't care if it's Italy, uh, England, you know, anywhere, Germany, it doesn't matter. You need the experience because that's where the big names are. And I think it affects them in the long run when it comes to World Cup competition or international competition. That being said, I understand why is doing this, because of the money, because he's already done, he's already conquered Europe, right? He played for Manchester United. Yeah. He's got the name out there. He's, But I want to see, he's not thinking, he's thinking short-term because he knows that he's getting $8 million a year for however, like three or four years, and he's getting playing time, which he hasn't really been getting playing time at all in the last three years. My thing is, what does it speak of him in the long run, in international play, why aren't you trying to compete in getting that infamous World Cup title they already have it when since they were 16 when they won one under the uh, in the U18 leagues with Bella and Chicharito it's curious to see how well he does it but if he doesn't win a championship or doesn't have the same effect like Bella has in the sense of being this top scorer, making sure that the galaxy either win the competition in the whole MLS or championship or afterwards,
0: but that's why we're going to find out. I know, out. I know. That's why we're telling people to, to, to watch, watch this I, game. I,
1: I get it. So, I, mean, I think he's going to be a big bust. I've never really liked the guy and his style of play. Yes, he has a good knack for to be in, where the ball needs to be to score a goal, but he chokes tremendously when pressure comes his way, when he's one-on-one with goalkeepers. I can't tell you how many times he's missed it. I'm hoping for Vancouver to beat the Galaxy on Saturday. All right. Um. So
0: that is the end of the Saturday games. Sunday we didn't really pick anything for the daytime we go straight to the evening Andres is going to be watching two games his first game is the Tampa Bay Vipers of the XFL yep. taking on the LA Wildcats at 6pm both teams are 1-3 and three. both teams are starting off poorly of course, I want to see the Wildcats win. They're the LA team. Yep. Andres, quickly describe in like thirty seconds why we should watch this before the next game.
1: It's because it's XFL. It's still football. You're still seeing hits. We we were. I was right last week. The Vipers did defeat the Washington DC uh, Defenders, and there's no more. Uh, unbeaten teams and there's no more winless teams there's one undefeated team oh you're right houston houston and the and these two teams are still in contention for the playoffs because there's one and two and there's only eight teams so they're still fighting for it so i'm going with the home team the wildcats it should be fun a lot of good players on the vipers that i saw over the weekend with uh, that defeated dc but the wildcats should come up with something they just lost over the weekend i expect them to bounce back protect home and get a w under their belt
0: i i agree let's go wildcats 7 30 p.m Philadelphia versus LAFC, another Major League Soccer game. So there's a lot of Major League Soccer we're talking about, but these are good games. These are exciting games, especially if you live on the West Coast. You probably have heard about LAFC. So, Michael, do you think LAFC starts the season off um, 2-0? and
2: Yes, I do, Patrick. And uh, the reason why I'm saying that and I'm very quick at saying it is because we are playing at the bank and we score, uh, we score a lot of goals when we're at home, I'm not going to lie.
0: Are you going to beat Philadelphia by two or more goals?
2: I would say we would beat Philadelphia by two or more goals, absolutely.
0: Andres, do you think that's gonna happen? Is Philadelphia good, by the way? You guys are the soccer experts. No, they're they're okay. They're not great.
1: But I I do expect, I think you're right, Mike. I think they, at home, you guys kill at home. You guys are
0: putting up at least three goals per game. So, those are the games that we've described as the most exciting games. There's a grand finale. So every once in a while, we have a grand finale where if you're extremely busy this weekend and you can't watch the Clippers versus Rockets on Thursday, if you can't watch the USC versus UCLA game on Saturday, at least make sure you watch on Sunday afternoon 12.30pm the Lakers take on the Clippers, the battle for Los Angeles It's going to be on ABC, a nationally televised game. A lot has been circling around the LA Lakers lately, especially when Kobe Bryant passed away tragically Um, and the Clippers went out and got two really big names to match up with what the Lakers are bringing to the court and as I touched upon earlier if the Lakers lose again to the Clippers that'll be three losses to the Clippers in a row I'm sorry on the season and personally as a Lakers fan I would say we have to sound the alarm and really step up the pace because I would not feel confident playing the Clippers in the playoffs so Michael I know that Sunday's going to be a busy day for you getting down to the basketball, I'm sorry, to the uh, soccer game. Are you going to be able to watch this game at least a little bit before you take off?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll definitely be able to watch it. I mean, I've been waiting for this game since uh, it's been postponed with uh, the whole Kobe tragedy.
0: Now, I know we all have our superstitions as fans. Do you have any kind of superstition when you watch the Lakers? Like, do you wear, like your um crazy eights or do you do anything like that because i know you have quite the setup um, when the raiders play
2: <laughs> yeah so um, when i when i do have the time to actually sit down and watch the game um i do try to wear one of my kobe sneakers with uh my laker socks <laughs> and i do have to have a couple of my funko pops set up downstairs next to the virgin mary candle <laughs> <as a paper. laughs>
0: that's perfect that i i was in your living room right now like i was just picturing all that it sounds great so Andres do you think the clip oh wait yes you do tell tell me that
1: look I absolutely think the Clippers win this game I think they clean sweep bring out the brooms against the Lakers Kawhi Leonard owns LeBron let it be known (laughs) it's it's done right this guy's a freak of nature this guy's got hands bigger than my head it's ridiculous he's quick they're good They're on a five game winning streak right now. I don't know, hopefully they'll continue that streak up until Sunday against the Lakers. They're just putting up bigger points. They're putting up more, they're scoring more. So in that aspect, the team that scores the most wins. (laughs) The Clippers are averaging 116 points per game. The Lakers are averaging 114. So I'm Um, going with the most points. I'm taking the Clippers.
0: And is it the Clippers home game? I guess it's a Clippers home uh, game. Well then I'm going with the home team. It's at the Staples Center. (laughs) I mean, okay, so very valid points i'm a man of um like what brian says um we all bet with our hearts you know like so what you just the way you described your rationale for the clippers winning is a lot more boring than the way (laughs) my cousin described his whole experience when he watches the lakers i want to be a part of that yeah i want the little stat the little um laker figurines next to the virgin mary candle burning (laughs) like that sounds way better michael Thank you for um, joining us again. That concludes the Pepper segment. Um, what? Any last words on anything that we discussed?
2: Nothing at all, Patrick. I'm still shaking my head at what Andres <laughs> was just saying right now. Um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get it through. Um, Lakers are gonna get the W, man.
0: <laughs> You're shaking your head because he said Kawhi owns LeBron?
2: Yeah, I, I I'm still trying to fathom those words processing right now. And I just can't.
1: Hey, hey, Mike. Well, I wish you the best of luck on that. But because I gave a betting for Lent, I, I would make a bet for this game at least a beer. But I'm
0: not. I can't do it, so I'm not going to break my promise to God. You guys should bet a, a beer for when Lent's over at yes. this at you know at the soccer game because it'll be fourteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank that, you, Mike. I appreciate uh, it. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Well, thank you, guys. Hey, guys, it's me. That Pepper segment, huh? Eight exciting games to keep up with. It's overwhelming. It seems like a lot, but don't worry. We got you covered. We'll remind you of our games and who we think is going to win. All you have to do is follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Weekend starts on Wednesday. We'll keep you up to date. We just spent the last 21 minutes talking about the most exciting games we're going to be watching and why. So now it is time to take you to the dark side of sports, the side that keeps you coming back for more, the side that turns you into a crazy fanatic, the betting side of the world. Now, we have each selected a few games that we're going to be betting on. Andres mentioned earlier, that he is not betting for Lent. However, pride is on the line. He is one for one in the month of March, batting a thousand, small sample size, but Andres has three more games he's gonna introduce to the month of March. Thank you, Patrick. And yes, I know I'm just as sad as everybody else.
1: I did give up betting for Lent, but it's okay. My sacrifice is much worthy to our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm all for it, for it, excuse me. So. The three games that I'm looking for to put your money on, to get that extra cheddar for the weekend, to take your old lady out or whomever that may be, I'm looking at Michigan Thursday afternoon against Nebraska. Take the money line, whatever it is, minus 100, 500, do it It's a for sure bet. Michigan's at home. They're sitting at 18-11, and they're playing the worst team in the Big Ten. The Nebraska corners.
0: So Nebraska has seven wins and twenty-two losses,
1: and um, Michigan has eighteen. Eighteen. Wins. Yes. Okay. So yeah, and Michigan home, is at home, and Pat, you know how much I love to hammer down the home team at, in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten specifically, actually, for yeah, in the Big Ten, Michigan at home is ten and five. Nebraska is. 0-10 yeah. on the road. Okay, so whatever it is, he says plus 200, bet it. Minus That's 200. It. Uh, minus 500. Minus 1,000. Minus whatever it is. Uh, you know it's gonna, they're gonna be the favorites. Just bet the house. Yeah, because everyone has a thousand dollars lying around. right? Somebody's got it. All right, second one. Ohio State at the, home. The Ohio State. Dot, dot the I. Get the band out. The 19th ranked Buckeyes are at home against the Illinois Fighting Illini. 23 ranked, so don't be confused. Don't you know? Lay, don't think don't that sleep. They're, don't sleep on them. Thank you, Pat. Don't sleep on them. Don't expect anything less other than put up a good dogfight. They're sitting at 29. Both have 29, 20 wins and nine losses, but the home team, Pat, is where I'm sticking my guns to. Ohio State, the Ohio State, is <laughs> 15 and two. At home. Wow, they defend that uh they defend it. Brutus is there. Brutus defending the, the home court. That's right. And Illinois at home uh, on the road is six and five. Illinois mm. is on a on a four game winning streak, but that's okay because the Ohio State has got a three game winning streak. I can expect that to continue. So betting uh, the odds may be in your favor a little less, so it should be like around minus one fifty. Again, we got two days in advance. So it's hard to state what Vegas and the odds makers think it's going to be. So
0: those sound like two for sure bets. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, last one is the junkie game to close out the, we- the Thursday night.
1: Yeah. So I'm going super heavy on Thursday. I don't care what day of the weekend it is, as long as you're making money. The last junkie game or the junkie game is right before you go to bed, ladies and gents, eight o'clock, the Oregon Ducks, <laughs> quack, 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 against Cal bears this game is played in oregon still college basketball still college basketball oregon is the 13th ranked team in the country they're 22 and 7 california bears uc cal is 13 and 16 but pat as you're well aware that's that home record oregon sits at 15 and 0 at home this year Bring out the O, bring out the goose egg for Cal because they are going to be sweeping at home all year. I hope in the tournament I don't face Oregon in Oregon. Oregon gets a W because Cal is one in eight on the road. So those are your
0: three money making bets. That for sure might happen.
1: For sure might happen, but bet the house for sure on Michigan and Oregon and a little sprinkle a little something on
0: the Ohio State. So that sounds like an awesome, junky, adrenaline-filled Thursday college basketball Mm -hmm. afternoon slash evening. I have one game and I'm going with uh, Saturday afternoon, still college basketball, 1 p.m. Pacific time, the Louisville Cardinals taking on the Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia is ranked 22nd in the country. Virginia is the defending champions. Virginia just beat Duke. At home. Virginia just beat Duke. So I got a couple stats for you, Andres. Mm -hmm. Louisville is ranked 10th in the country. Mm -hmm. So they're a great team. Absolutely. However, of the last nine games, they are five and four. Mm -hmm. Terrible, right? Five wins, four Mm -hmm. losses. Not Mm -hmm. that good. Not that good. Mm -hmm. Virginia, last eight games, seven wins, one loss. Wow. So they have been unstoppable lately. But that one loss is too the Louisville Cardinals. So this game is going to be one that I want to put a little bit of money on. I'm sure it's going to be even money or close to even money. It's mm-hmm. so a little $20, maybe $30. You get 20 or 30 back. Mm-hmm. For sure might happen if you bet it and it loses. I apologize in advance. Andres, is that a smart bet? Look, I hear what you're saying. Oh, wait, you said that you would go with Virginia, right? I got, yeah,
1: Pat. I, look, I... I would if I were you, but I wouldn't and I'm not. <laughs> I think it's too close for comfort from my blood. I think Virginia is riding high off that great win, but I'm rooting for you. I uh-huh. want to see you win money. I just... Yeah, I don't... I, I think it's be close, man. It scares me a little bit to put money on this game, but I'm <laughs> rooting
0: for... You're going with Louisville. I'm rooting for the Cardinals with you. I, I would if I was you, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. on the OSU game. <laughs> yeah. I think Ohio State loses to okay. Illinois, so... Yeah. I would, if I was you, but I wouldn't. Now that we're all here and now that we're all paying attention, it is time to discuss the bold predictions of the weekend. These are the predictions that make us look like geniuses or like crazy assholes. Each correct bold prediction is worth seven points first to 21, collects beer from the loser. So the score has reset and I got up to seven points with my correct pick last week. Yeah. Andres has already collected on two of his three prizes. I owe him one more six pack, cause he got 21 three times. So Andres, what is your bold prediction that for sure might happen this weekend?
1: Uh, Zion on Friday night gets 30 points against the Miami Heat at home, I was thinking 30 points and 10 rebounds, but I think yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. 30 points, 10 rebounds. Do, do you agree with that? Or is it too too easy? What's the story? About? 30 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah. So a double double. That's not bold. But I mean, it's got to be 30 points or more. It's not just like 20. It's not a double double. It's not like 10 points or more. Okay, all right. Well, about, okay,
0: no, that that's that's good, but
1: all right, let's 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 do it. Would you accept 20 20 points or more, 10 rebounds, and then USC beats UCLA?
0: Yes. Okay. That's bold. because. Okay. So 20 points or more. That's like a parlay. It's a parlay. That's a parlay. It's a three. It's a to three. Exactly. Exactly. So 20 points or more, 10 rebounds or more, and three. USC wins. Correct. Very bold. All right. My bold prediction is on Friday and Sunday, the Lakers win. They beat the Bucks on Friday, and then oh. they beat the Clippers on Sunday. <sighs> I don't. No look, seem, it
1: seems a little it just seems a little easy. Like I'm giving you charity the last couple weeks. You like, I said, felt that you you won the you lost the last three you know ball oh, predictions first twenty one. And now you want LeBron at home, not one game, but back to back games. Yeah, you said the Clippers are gonna win, so what does it matter? I, I get it, but I'm a betting man. What's that look, I'm a fool, but you know, I gotta believe you.
0: Okay. Since I say that Anthony Davis needs to step up. Mm -hmm. The Lakers win both games, but in one of the two games, Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis scores more points than LeBron James. Ooh, I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that. All right. So there it is. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.
1: As a 10 year old kid, Yeah, look, he's a 10-year-old kid. He wrote to the head coach. You
0: are mad at a 10-year-old kid.
1: Yeah, when it comes to fucking ruining my team's
0: juju, hell yeah. So this is your scumbag. Uh, Let's let's let the people decide if this 10-year-old kid should be Andres' scumbag of the night. When We actually called my cousin back because I completely forgot that he had a scumbag. So he's back on the phone. He's going to hear this, and then we'll all have a discussion. So welcome back, Michael Andres' Explain this. So, so real
1: quick, Michael, you just stated how superstitious you are, how you have your little altar for things, what you wear for game days. And I'm sure that's true across the board for any diehard fans in the world. I am a big Liverpool supporter, and that comes from the English Premier League, another soccer team. I have been for the, since, I don't know, I was 15. This, and for those who are unaware, Liverpool has been on a tear. They, they are undefeated in the English Premier League. They hadn't lost a game in 13 months.
0: Okay. Hey, did they, you say that this was european soccer this is european soccer okay. yeah
1: um they are champions of the world for the best club in in all the world which is the um, uefa champions league which pat you saw mm-hmm. uh they they're on the verge of winning the english premier league which they haven't done in 20 plus years and they haven't lost a game across the board in 13 months so this little kid his name is uh dara i, well, I don't know if i'm pronouncing it because it's irish and He wrote this to the head coach of the Liverpool team. Hi, uh, dear Jurgen Klopp. My name is Dara. I am 10 years old. I go to Glen's North NS in Donegal. First and foremost, why would you name your school that you go to? Secondly, uh, and then he continues, I support Man United, which is a big rival to Liverpool. It's like the Yankees and Red Sox. And the reason that I'm writing is to complain. Liverpool are winning too many games. If you win nine more games, then you have the best unbeaten run in English football. Being a United fan, that is very sad. So the next time Liverpool play, please make them lose. (laughs) You should just let the other team score. I hope I have convinced you to not win the league or win another match ever again. Yours sincerely, Dara.
0: So check this out, Michael. Since this letter has been written... What has happened, Andres?
1: Liverpool has lost three games <laughs> in three different competitions. <laughs> Liverpool lost game one to Atletico Madrid in the UEFA Champions League game one, nothing. They lost to Watford, which is like the lowest team in the English Premier League. Like so, and, so, and not just lost. They got killed. They lost three nothing. It's like losing to the Padres. Yeah. And then they lost today to Chelsea in the FA Cup, two nothing. <laughs> So they haven't scored in three games. <laughs> they've allowed six goals in those three games. And I mean hopefully they st- they, they have no problem winning, but since this letter they've lost three out of four games and it's driving me crazy. All right. so Mike- this kid to me is a scumbag and Mike am I like you're you're an avid fan of soccer and or any sport. If you knew some somebody or something wrote this letter and <laughs> since it's been published your team has gone down in the dumps and gone on a losing streak. Would you be upset?
2: Uh, I would. I would be. I would be mad. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of my teams haven't won championships in, in years and years and years. I mean, the Dodgers specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a ten year old kid, Andres, come on, man.
1: <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> let me tell you something. Ten or not, has he never played any kind of game? If I'm losing, I would never plead the other person. Hey, please let me score. Oh,
0: hey, don't do this. Or like, no, screw you, kid. Get better. Learn how to play the game and like win. But this, this is why Americans are assholes. Because this 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 kid is not from America, and this is how he thinks that they're gonna be nice. But American kids are a little bit, you know, they're
1: bro. These are these kids are probably a hooligan well, who's
0: like who's like robbed ten people and like. Know how like how to pickpocket and like. I I, I mean, think I think the parents are the scumbags for letting the kid release all you. his fucking information, <laughs> like, like where he goes to school.
1: Yeah, where does he go to school? Like, I don't think he realizes that there's just there's a, hardcore fans harder than me. The
0: that, Liverpool mob, yeah, the, is gonna swoop up the dad. And yeah, be like, for we're, sure. We're, you know, we're here so. to
1: pick up your kid because we're on that four game losing streak.
0: Um, all right, Michael, <laughs> your scumbag of the night that you um, wanted to talk about. So you started off. Um, it's about Spike Lee and uh the new york knicks go ahead mike
2: okay patrick uh i mean long story short i mean let me know i, I, I think I, I let me know if i missed anything patrick but pretty much what's happening is is P- spike lee is pretty upset that he was asked to no longer come into a specific entrance into madison square garden yeah he's He is being asked to not come through the employee entrance only. He's being asked to come through a VIP entrance. (laughs) Now you've been going through this, uh, employee entrance only for the past 20 years or so. I believe I read. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: I don't know what the difference is to be very honest with you. Um, but I think if, if you were to ask Spike Lee to no longer use an employee entrance that he's been using for the past 20 years, Maybe give him a call personally. Maybe <laughs> tell him outside of the environment rather than having, you know, making a scene that, that, that appeared to be.
0: I, I think it's, I, I, okay. So here I have a couple things. So my, our scumbag to be clear, ladies and gentlemen, is James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks for getting on Spike Lee's case. Cause as, as my cousin said, for the last 28 years, he's been going through the employee entrance. Right. And, um, Up until last night, security got orders. Obviously, security was ordered by somebody up top to say, hey, tell him he has to use the VIP entrance, which is also probably still very nice. It's probably a very nice entrance, but it's not what Spike's been doing for the last 28 years. And if you're the owner of the Knicks who haven't won a a championship in years, who have been striking out left and right on free agent deals, on um, team president deals, They have just been a complete dumpster fire. Why the fuck do you care what Spike Lee's doing anyways? Like you should, who cares what Spike Lee's doing? That is, let him do whatever he wants. I mean, within reason, let him go within whatever entrance he wants. That should be, if I was the president of a terrible basketball team, I'm sorry, if I was the owner of a terrible basketball team, I would just be happy that Spike Lee still comes to my games. Like. Come on. So I think I heard something, Mike, that his season tickets were 300000 a year, something like that, like almost half a million dollars a year. And um, he gets a notice, you know, he gets a heads up when they're about to charge his account, but they don't give him a heads up when they're trying to switch his entrance on him. I mean, wh- wh- what would you do if you were the owner and um, you caught wind of this? How would you handle the situation?
2: I mean, me personally... I'm, I mean, you have to respect Spike, it's Spike Lee. He's, it, it, he's, I mean, there's nothing going on for the New York Knicks right now, Patrick. They're sitting mm-hmm. at 19 and 42. So <laughs> there's nothing going for them but Spike Lee going to those games. It's <laughs> like us Laker fans, uh and seeing Jack Nicholson not able to come through. Like, dude, it's Jack Nicholson, he's at the side in every freaking game. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So me personally, I would wanna go talk to to Jack Nicholson. I'm gonna go up, hey, for whatever reason, this is the issue that we're having, you know, no longer employee entrance. Let me show you how this VIP entrance thing works. I mean, just just show the guy how it works. I mean, but for what I'm still I, I still wanna know what the reason is why he can't use the employee entrance. I understand he's not an employee, mm-hmm. but what's what's changing now? They're not any good. They're not getting more people into their arena. I mean, what, what could possibly be going on behind closed doors?
0: That's that's a very valid question, and that is a reporter style kind of question to ask because why why change it now, Jess? Just- look, I don't know. Maybe something happened, and they don't know. No
1: one's really being told what the true story is with regards. Maybe somebody snuck into the employee entrance. Look, he's not an employee. I get it. He's and an ambassador of the team. Yeah, yeah, I, when, okay, I'm not knocking that. And you're right. You guys are both right. The Knicks should have handled this way differently. They should have been, hey, you know, we have to call Spike. I'll call him personally or I'll send him a letter or I'll make sure I, I meet him on that entrance because I know he's going to go in there mm-hmm. prior to the game. Hey, I got to talk to you, Spike. Look, it's a whole nightmare. But you know what, though? Fuck them both, both Dolan and Spike Lee. Because <laughs> okay? I'm just reading the whole thing about Spike Lee. He's like, oh, I'm done with the Knicks this season. I, they're so bad. I'd say for my refund too, and f- fuck them. I'm not going back next season until he welcomes me back, yeah. Dolan. Bring out the red carpet, motherfucker. I want your parking spot for at least a year because I was—I've he- <laughs> been here since you were here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it's just—it's just hogwash on both ends. Dolan is—is is just an awful person and an awful <laughs> owner, and he should just, just sell the team for five point four billion dollars, whatever the hell they're worth. And Spike bro. Hey, you know what? Be a, be a Clippers fan. Be like Billy Crystal. Be be with Jack. Be time to switch teams. All right? You're not wanted in New York. You should go switch. He should go, uh, go to Brooklyn. The, uh, go to yeah. Go to the Nets. Sit go with Jay, hang, sit with sit with Jay- Jay-Z. Z. Yeah. Or, or go to somewhere else that appreciates you. Go to Atlanta. <laughs> hang out with Trey. Who? Ma- I don't care. But you know, it's just it's crazy to think that owners today have this ability that they're going to disrupt the franchise on top of ruin their fan base and they, they know how to do it. There's just Dolan is pouring gasoline onto a dumpster fire and he, I, it's just, it's insanity.
0: Well, that actually concludes our uh, episode. Yeah. That was it. The scumbag of the night concludes it. Cause the scumbag of the night ruins your night. Mm-hmm. They take away the happiness from your sports world. Yep. We are very thankful for our listeners. Thank you for listening. You'll never be the scumbags. Mike, thank you again for letting us, um, you know, Have you on for three different segments, pretty much the entire show. We really appreciate, you know, you being available, being, um, you know, such a great person to speak with in regards to all the sports going on. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard to find people who actually are extremely passionate, who are this involved with their team. And all that. I mean, you're you're just a great guest, on um, on, Andres. Any last words? Yeah, I mean, you're
1: you're the Spike Lee for the Empire Boys. That's for sure, Mike. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> any uh, any last uh, closing statements uh, for the week, Mike? Uh,
2: nothing at the moment, Patrick. I just, you know, thank you guys again for having me on. It's always a pleasure. I love talking with you guys. Still trying to get my head wrapped around what Andres says <laughs> about Kawhi oh, and LeBron James, but that's okay. Um. <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's always a
1: fun time being on with you guys, man. Hey, If there's one thing you don't know about me. I always like to throw caution to the wind. So I got to stir the pot a little bit. Hope you sleep well with that thought that Kawhi owns LeBron. Uh, thank you, listeners. We know you could be listening to anybody else. We appreciate your time. Uh, drive safely, drink responsibly, gamble responsibly. And if you're going to get drunk and got nobody else, call your mama.
0: Call your mama to pick you up, but don't call Spike Lee because he's <laughs> pissed right now. <laughs>